Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Friday, June 25th. Today on the show, we've got a huge potpourri of weekend sports action in Nashville. We will visit with Teron Davenport of ESPN to talk about the expectations for this Tennessee Titans team in 2021. But we begin with Tim Corbin's decisions about his rotation for the Vanderbilt Commodores as they try to stave off elimination on Friday and Saturday. The 440 is brought to you by the Kingston Group, a locally owned, award-winning custom home and remodeling firm. And let's be very honest with each other about the construction business or the home renovation business. A lot of you guys, when you go into making a big decision about your home, there's a lot of apprehension. And the Kingston Group is doing everything in their power to ease those concerns and flip the entire industry on its head. They will take painstaking care to make sure that everything that you want is understood and designed and planned on the front end. They want to make sure you're happy. They want they want a client for life. They don't want to get onto the work site, get the job done and get out of there. That's not what's going to build their business long term. It's making you happy and delivering on their promises. That is how they build a business. And it's what's worked for them for over a decade in Nashville. So check them out. Buildkg.com is the website. That's the Kingston Group. Obviously, the biggest story in Nashville sports this weekend will be the Vanderbilt Commodores trying to stay alive in Omaha in the College World Series. They will face elimination at 1 p.m. against NC State on Friday. And if they win, they get to play NC State again on Saturday. So the big question is, what will Tim Corbin do with his rotation? Well, after only going five and two-thirds innings, throwing about 100 pitches, Kumar Rocker on five days rest should be the no-brainer to pitch on Friday against NC State to keep them alive. So you feel good about Vanderbilt's chances in that one with Rocker on the mound. The big question then is what to do with Jack Leiter after throwing 120-some-odd pitches in a complete game on Monday. If you bring him back on Saturday, that's five days rest. But then you probably have to go Rocker and Leiter at best-case scenario Game two and game three of the series, the national championship series, which of course is Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, games one, two, and three. So you probably would not have lighter for that series. You know, maybe you can use them coming out of the pen, and Rocker would be pitching on three days rest. So what likely is going to happen is Rocker goes on Friday. You figure out a way on Saturday to stave off elimination with your bullpen. Then you've got a fresh Jack Leiter to pitch game one. You go with Little in game two, and you bring back Rocker in some form or fashion on Wednesday on short rest to try to win the whole stinking thing. This is why you wanted to stay out of the loser's bracket to avoid these decisions, but it's also why you have this much talent and depth on your roster, and it's why Tim Corbin makes the big dollars to make these decisions. I would expect to see Rocker on Friday, Leiter on Monday in game one of the championship series if... They can win two straight against NC State. I wouldn't put it past Vanderbilt. They absolutely have the talent and experience to do it. Will they survive one of the hottest teams in the nation right now, NC State? We shall see. We'll find out what Vanderbilt's made of this weekend. Today on the show, we visit with Teron Davenport of ESPN, of course, talking with TD, the podcast as well. One of the best media members in town as it pertains to evaluating football talent. I trust his eye almost as a scout's eye. And on Tuesday, if you missed the show, I had a chance to ask him what he's seen so far from the rookie class, the 2021 draft class. Had a lot of really good things to say about Elijah Molden. Well, today, I want to talk to him about the new free agents for the Titans. The big names, of course, on defense, Julio Jones on offense. And the question I asked him was, do the Titans' season expectations, are they still tied more, even with the acquisition of Julio Jones, 
are they still tied more to the overhaul on defense than they are to the one big star piece on offense? I think to an extent you you could have said that before Julio Jones came, but I mean, listen, you add a guy like Julio Jones, it just changes everything. And offensively, I think it was good when I asked Todd Downing about just being able to distribute the football, make sure everybody's getting the touches and he said it perfectly. He said that the addition of Julio Jones and all the other weapons on the outside, as well as what they have in the backfield, he said that just makes them more balanced and it gives them more options to attack. And they need to be concerned about how they're going to win, not what particular mouth they're going to feed. Another thing that he said that stood out was he said a week to week is going to change. There are going to be different opportunities, different challenges. Maybe you'll go against just use the Buccaneers, for example. They are really good at stopping the run. So you may not go as heavy on Derrick Henry, but then you turn around a following week and you can face a team like the Lions who are pretty bad at stopping the pass. So guess what you're going to do? Pass the ball. So it, it's going to vary from week to week. I, I still think the defense is the area that needed more of a overhaul just because 36 touchdowns allowed in the air, 19 sacks the third worst in NFL history for a playoff team. There are things, the red zone scoring percentage, the third downs, what they did there, those percentages are all, they're despicable. And I think that's why you see the defense do what they did. The, the front off, frankly, adding Bud Dupree, they revamped the secondary. Jack Rabbit Jenkins looks really good back there. Very aggressive. He's competing on every rep. And these are the things you want a veteran to do because not only, you know, his play is going to stand out, but now you're showing the younger guys, the Caleb Farley's, who's not practicing, but he's still watching film. The Elijah Molden, seeing it firsthand. Christian Fulton. These guys see firsthand how a veteran established player like Jack Rabbit Jenkins is going at it each and every rep, and that rubs off on them. Is this team, are they among the best teams in the AFC or are they still clearly like a cut behind? It doesn't mean they can't make a run, but a cut behind Kansas City, Baltimore, Buffalo? I think they're a cut behind Kansas City, but right there with Baltimore, Buffalo, Cleveland, they're right there with those teams, in my opinion. And I think when you go head to head, okay, so Titans and Bills, the rushing attack that the Titans have is much better. The Bills defense is better, but this is an area that they focused on during the offseason, as far as the Titans are concerned. Then you look at Titans and Ravens. I, I think it's a very even match. You know, they're both very hard football teams. But I, I think with Julio Jones being added, I think the, the Titans passing game is better. So you have that. The Browns, I, I think it's probably the they're, they're probably the best match for the Titans out of those teams right after the Chiefs. So it's going to be interesting just seeing those four kind of duke it out. Somebody's going to have to cross paths before they they go against Kansas City, and I'm looking forward to that. That was Teron Davenport, of course, of ESPN. And I think one of the more interesting answers from him about expectations is that the Titans are still clearly behind the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC. I don't think anyone would argue that. But he basically said that they're as good as anybody else. And if all the pieces on defense come together and Julio Jones is healthy on offense, I don't disagree with him. I think they absolutely could be the number two or three seed in the AFC. Can they win against any of these teams in the playoffs? Of course they can. Will they? Only time will tell. But I think the expectations for this team should be elevated to Super Bowl. Getting to the Super Bowl is the goal for Mike Vrabel, this coaching staff, these players, and John Robinson. Your weekend docket coming up in just a second. 
Of course, the 440 brought to you by the Kingston Group. BuildKG.com is the website. Nashville's locally owned, award-winning custom home and remodeling firm. And their business model is all about trust. Everything the Kingston Group does is to eliminate all of that apprehension. They want you to trust their product. That's how they build a business. To not only make sure your house is exactly how you want it, but to make sure that you enjoyed the process. A very stressful process, but something that you actually enjoyed seeing come to fruition. Check out the website, buildkg.com. That's buildkg.com, the Kingston Group. Here's your weekend docket, what I will be watching, of course, this weekend. And it is yet another loaded weekend in June. Obviously, we're keeping an eye on the Vanderbilt Commodores, of course. Their first elimination try against NC State on Friday at 1 p.m. They then again will play potentially on Saturday should they survive. In the NBA, you've got Game 2 of the Hawks and Bucks. Atlanta improbably up one game to nothing after winning Game 1. That one at 7.30 p.m. Central Time on Friday. On Saturday, you've got the Suns and Clips in Game number 4, which has been a ridiculous series already. And then, of course, on Sunday, you've got Game 3 for Atlanta and Milwaukee back in Atlanta. In the NHL, you've got game number seven for Barry Trotz and the Islanders at Tampa Bay after an overtime victory in game number six. That game down in Tampa at 7 p.m. Keep an eye on that one. See if Barry Trotz can get back to the Stanley Cup final. In the other series, the Montreal Canadiens and Shea Weber are going to the Stanley Cup final after closing out the Golden Knights on Thursday, so they sit and wait the winner of the Islanders and Lightning. Nashville SC, of course, back on the pitch for the third time in eight days following their heroics on Wednesday evening. They will host Montreal on Saturday night at Nissan Stadium at 7.30 p.m. Central Time. And when it comes to soccer, I'm really excited about Nashville SC, of course. But man, give me the knockout stage of the Euros starting on Saturday. The brackets are absolutely exceptional. You got Wales and Denmark. You got Italy and Austria on Saturday. You got the Netherlands and the Czech Republic. Belgium and Portugal versus Ronaldo on Sunday. The knockout stage of the European Championship is absolutely phenomenal. So tons of stuff going on this weekend. Thank you guys all for listening, of course. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall, at 440 Sports, on Twitter and Facebook at 440 Media, on Instagram. Have a great weekend. Kick up your heels. Have a cocktail. This has been the 440 for Friday, June 25th. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.